Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. So I guess I'll start with something a little bit dramatic today. Uh, I cut my hair off, had a Britney Spears moment without the mental problems, but uh, my hair is ridiculously short. Is that why you're wearing a beanie? You're hiding it from the world? Um, no, no. It's for my headphones. I wear the beanie. That's why you'll always see. I don't know if you ever see in any of my in any of my photos on my Instagram page, but I'm always in the thing I'm wearing a beanie or, or oh. A... No, oh, okay. I'll show you watch. Hold on a second. Yeah. Pretty short. You look like fresh out of prison. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the tattoos now. Um, mm-hmm. But so the only thing that I don't like about it right now, but he said it'll go away, is because my hair was so long and heavy for so long that he goes, your hair hasn't fallen yet. He's, it's so used to being like your roots are so stiff from mm-hmm. like just having that heavy hair that um, he's like, it's going to take a while for your hair to naturally fall. He's like, so it might look like you have weird bedhead for like a week or something. So Okay. Hmm. But – that makes sense. Oh, I, never really thought of it that way. Neither did I. I it's so funny. I never even, uh, I was the same way when he said that. I was like, oh, that's weird. I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. but I just never thought about it. Um, so I thought I would hate it, to be honest. Um, I did. I, I was, I was kind of nervous because I've, ne- I've, one, I've never had my hair this short ever. Like, I know you remember in college, but it was like short on the sides, but I always had relatively long hair on top. My mom would never let me get a buzz because of kids. So that was like a big thing. I mean, but like, why didn't you rebel when you were able to like, okay, funny story. I was never allowed to eat crunchy peanut butter. Like, cause my dad didn't like it. And then, so as soon as I moved out, like went to college at USF, First thing I bought was like a big ass jar of crunchy peanut butter because I was literally like silently rebelling against my parents. So like, why didn't you do that? It's it's (laughs) a lot like, uh, it's a lot like um, people who get tattoos as soon as they turn 18 or piercings Mm -hmm. or something. Um, Well, that's actually a really good question. I don't know. I never, I never really thought about it. I think because I looked back on it and there was a lot of things that, my mom wouldn't let me get or do that mm-hmm. you know eight years later down the road you look back on and you're like oh i'm really glad she did that like for instance in elementary school this was early 2000s bleach hair in dudes was a very big thing and kids were getting it and i wanted it so bad and i was like begging my mom and she wouldn't she goes how about this when you get into high school, when you turn 16, 
if you still want it, I'll let you have it. And I was all, deal. <laughs> I like jumped on that because I was like, there's no way this is going out of style. This is this is it. This is the new thing oh that's going to stick around forever. It was like eight months later, it was out of style. And I never thought about getting my hair bleached ever again. It was literally in style. What was that like 2005? Because Justin Timberlake did like the frosted tips with his little like yeah. Jufro thing he had going on. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Were you so were you in sync 98 degrees O Town? What was your who was your group that you were repping? I was the Backstreet Boys 100%. Like sync was good too, but like they just it didn't compare like Nick Carter at the time was like Green oh back then exactly there was not one girl that I know of back then that did not have a thing for uh for uh, Nick Carter because the the other big shot person for I always saw them as like rivalries was like NSYNC Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. one or the other um Justin Timberlake was the other one, but Justin Timberlake wasn't the man dime that he is now back then. In my opinion, he was not like, he was not that dream boat is at that he is now. You look at Justin Timberlake now and I mean, like, oh I my gosh, go crazy over. Yeah. He's sexy now before he was, he just like hadn't come into his own yet. And I think that's, he was also being held back a little by being in the boy band versus like himself. Yeah. You could say so. it wasn't until he brought sexy back that he became <laughs> sexy. Right? 100%. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. And I, so I, but I do agree, though, that back in the day, Nick Carter, I mean, he, he thing is, I think Justin Timberlake, he couldn't do like the early 2000 look where Nick Carter, like, he, that's him like that's like mm-hmm. that's his shit like he can rock the early 2000 looks and he probably is still doing it today like he oh probably has they do yeah because that just fit his style I feel like that was his style like that was his niche where I feel like Justin Timber like he just didn't match that time like, his style was like as it got later in the 2000s I felt like it started to really match him yeah no I completely agree but like sync hasn't changed a bit I okay this is like Separately and kind of now. like nobody yeah. knew back nobody knew back then remember he didn't come out until like it was, that's the big change was, now, now he was gay. a closet gay closet gay but i, I mean i have seen yeah you can tell but yeah i've seen their residency in vegas show like three times i think <laughs> he never goes right oh so good does jt so go good. i feel like he doesn't go right JT, no, it's for the Backstreet Boys, not in sync. Oh, oh, I thought you said in sync. I, I, I'm sorry, I may have, but in Backstreet Boys has a residency in Vegas, and every time I would have a Vegas layover with like long enough time, I would go see the show. I would go by myself, honestly, because it's just so good. And it's like, how many opportunities would you really have to see the Backstreet Boys now when I'm in my like mid 20s, like? Probably never again, because once their tour, like, residency ends, it's over. Yeah, and you probably get bogged down with other, you know, life responsibilities as well. I mean, no, but... (laughs) You're not going to be 36 with, like, a kid and being like, hold on, Backstreet Boys are in town. I got to go. Turn back the clock for a little bit. Maybe. Actually, maybe. 
I was like, that's like a really fun like mom's yeah. night out. Yeah, I was actually actually now playing it back in my head. I think about it all times. Like my mom, there was an artist, Jimmy Lang, she was obsessed with. My dad always make fun of her because he was like 20, 21. And so he'd always joke that my mom was just being such a cougar. Um, but it was like her and the girls, they would go out. Yeah, it was probably like yeah. nine, 10 at the time and do exactly that now I think about it. So maybe, so actually, yeah, I guess it really would kind of come down to residency then or if they're yeah. still touring. So I noticed that you're wearing this Paris shirt. I've never been to Paris. Are you by any chance one of those people who thinks Paris is the greatest city ever, or do you think it's overrated? Um, I'd have to say half and half. Like, it's a historically beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the Eiffel Tower is there. There is phenomenal food. The, the Louvre is there with the Mona Lisa. So, I mean culture, history, art-wise, it's phenomenal. Do I think it's overrated? Yeah. Am I still going back 100%? <laughs> is like, it dirty I, at all? I feel, I've heard, I feel like I heard it's dirty. So I, mean, it's I went... It's a old city, which I get. Yeah, I went October of 2019, and... It was very nice. I thought it was very clean. Um, I did a lot of my exploring in the morning. So mm-hmm. I guess things were cleaned at night and didn't really have a chance to get dirty by the time I was done. But okay. I wouldn't consider it like a New York City dirty at all. I would say. Never been to New York either. You got to get out. <laughs> I've been to a lot of places. I've actually been to a lot of places. I've just never been to New York or Paris. I've been to London. I've been to, I was in, I've been to France. I went to Nice though. We went to the, the South of France, uh, been to Monaco. I've also been to Munich. Like I I've been around. I just, ha- I, I haven't been to New York or Paris. Um, New York is probably the one that shocks more people than, than anything. Um, believe everybody in my family has actually been to New York too, except for me. Oh my gosh. Well, you and Lindsay need to plan a trip once things settle down and just go, go for a weekend. There's so many flights out of Dallas to New York. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm really excited about Dallas is it's a midway to everywhere. So everything's going to be relatively affordable. Yeah. I, New York. So worked for a company, previous job, mm-hmm. I worked for a company, really liked them. I have nothing bad to say about them. Um, all New York guys, they very, very intense, very East coast, what you think. Um, and direct to where the point you think they're being assholes, but they're not, they're just, they're just blunt. Direct. Yes. They're yeah. Just very, it doesn't matter. They're not going to ease. They're not going to mince their words for you and make it seem like, you're you're if you're not doing okay they're gonna tell you you are not doing okay they're not gonna butter you up first and be like hey so you remember how we were talking about your numbers uh last last quarter well and you know you're not doing so well right now they're gonna be like hey your numbers are ass right now like get it together what are you doing like maybe stay an hour or whatever afterwards and like they're gonna tell you exactly what it is 
and some people can't handle it. And particularly we were working out of the Portland office. Um, I would say a softer crowd and uh, very, very, uh, I would say clashing of cultures, which was very interesting okay. to see. Cause you had very soft, very passive versus very blunt, very aggressive. So it was a very interesting sight. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would thrive in New York with my personality, honestly. Yeah, but kind of a bit. It's just so too it cold. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't. Here's the thing, though, about New York. I've never had a desire to go. I, I really haven't. Like, I think there's a lot of history there, and I think it, there it is actually kind of cool in how it was built. Um, I do think that there isn't. I understand the aura to it, but it's super crowded. It's super on top of you. And from what I've heard is it's dirty. Not that that should really deter you. Cause I'm sure the very touristy areas are probably pretty clean. I would imagine. Um, but I don't know. There was just something about New York. That's I've never been like enthralled by it where I'm like, Oh my God. If I, like if I had never been in New York by the time I died, I'd wouldn't even be a thought to come across my mind about things that I never accomplished. I get that. And I think my like fascination with New York is Broadway. Mm-hmm. Like it's something, I mean, you can, you can see in plays in Tampa. I mean, there's yeah. a Tiffany's here. It's same shit, different plays, but the, the acting and the quality of the productions is just, so much higher in New York oh, yeah. versus seeing something in Tampa that it's, it's yeah, worth it's it. Like, and it's, like, it's like the difference between the NFL and college football. Like there's a, there's a difference. They're both great and entertaining, but there's a difference. Right. Oh my gosh. The Eagles fired their coach. And I'm so happy. Love that for you. Very happy. Um, I hope they just get rid of our GM now too. I, unfortunately he and the owner are very close, but it's good news for Carson Wentz and everybody who wants Jalen Hurts to start. You're probably under the age of 24 and you don't really know what you're talking about. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, but yes, I'm very excited. Doug Peterson's gone and I know it sounds weird cause he won a super bowl, but fact of the matter is he just wasn't coaching long and it was only getting progressively worse after the Super Bowl. Listen, if I can sit at a game and watch the Miami Dolphins of all teams beat the Eagles. Like there's a problem and shit needs to change. And I mean, I know that was last year, but still it's I will like say this though. Miami is pretty good now. They have a really good coach. Well, well now, but not in, not in 2019. I'm sorry. They were trash. They hadn't won anything. And like last year, they weren't great. I will agree with that. Last year we should have beat them. That's all I'll say. I will agree with yeah. that because last year we had a team that could have beaten them and we didn't. We had a lot of key losses last year. That was definitely one of them. Yeah, it was it was embarrassing to sit there and like in an eagle shirt just watching all the little dolphin fans actually get excited you a about a win. Fans? Surprisingly, yeah, there's actually a big fan they base well. in South Florida and that they traveled. Yeah. yeah they travel really, really well. Um, did you did you guys sit with any of them or were you guys more um we had dolphin stands we had a box so it was kind of like 
away from everybody. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't sit near people (laughs) at all. But it was fun to, like, watch him in the crowd from, like, just look down and see him. Eagles fans, so we travel really, really well. And we are very, very obnoxious, regardless if we're at home or on the road. Um, I personally love it. It, they're, they're my favorite fans. And you will never, if you were wearing Eagles gear and you walk by an Eagles fan, you'll know because they will 100% say something. 100% oh, yeah. say something. Go Birds was like yep. the statement yep. of the game. And yes. I had never been to anything Eagles other than like the Philadelphia airport. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, it's like a cult. And my ex yeah. was like, yeah, just, just follow along. And then people would give us like, this girl was walking through and it was like a rave. She was like, Oh my God, you need, you need beads. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's like, come with me. And like drags me through this tailgate where I have no idea where I am and gives me all these neck little like Eagles necklaces. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I like had little alcohol bottles from the plane. And I was like, do you want a shot? Like, this is all I can offer you. <laughs> she probably loved that. And you guys probably became best friends. It's we did become that, best friends. <laughs> I've been walking through airports with just an eagle shirt, and it doesn't matter. Like, it, off season, it's not even football season. It's like the middle of July, and walking through the airport with an eagle's uh, with an eagle shirt on, and you'll get a go birds every single time. It, it's like a reflex almost. You just see an eagle's. It, you see an eagle's logo, and it's just go birds. Just go birds. <laughs> They're scumbags, it's almost man. like I love them. It's almost like Jeep people. When you see people with a Jeep and you're driving a Jeep, you just you do the wave. It's the same thing. Uh, I've never owned a Jeep, so I've never had to have that experience. Did you own a Jeep at one time? No, but uh, my old roommate, Matt, had a Jeep. And he was like, yeah, it's like a cult. And we would be driving and down the road and someone with the Jeep would like pull up next to him. And he'd be like, hey. And they would like all hey back. It's it's weird. So weird. That is weird. <laughs> Especially so like weird. the Jeeps that don't have like doors or ceilings. Like you can have a yeah. full ass conversation with someone. Just about, I mean, I guess that's kind of like with, yeah, I guess there's a, that's kind of interesting because you can get that with a lot of things too. Like tattoos mm-hmm. for me specifically, you know, I see another person with tattoos immediately. We're talking about each other's stuff and like, how long was that? What did you do? You know, what other ones, what other ideas you have, you kind of start flowing that. Do you get that way with flight attendants or no? Or probably like pageant people? Um, more flight attendants than pageant people because pageant people, it's like accomplishments and pageant people are pretty humble. And it's like, I don't want to rub that I won this competition in your face like first time I'm talking yeah. to you. But well, flight attendant it's a high people. losing percentage too, pageantry. Oh, yeah, it's like nine. Right. It's like a 90% lose rate. Like (laughs) not very very, odds aren't very high. You're going to go into this thing winning. No, definitely not in your favor, but flight attendant people. Yeah, definitely. It's, I don't know. Every, I feel like a lot of flight attendants are, we're like little plane nerds. Like we just talk about like airplanes and our favorite layover hotels and our least favorite layover hotels. And like, See, that's kind of culty too. You guys got your own little thing going. Oh yeah, and like, I'm a big Peloton person, so I know 
like the hotels we stay at that have the, the bikes. Have and, yeah. What's your, what, what is your favorite hotel to layover? At? <sighs> okay. So like a long layover. I love downtown LA. Really? Really? I fucking hate LA. I know. I know. But we're like five, like a three minute walk from that little, like, it's not like a strip mall. It has like a Nordstrom, a Target, like a big food court. You know what I'm talking about though, right? In the middle of LA. A little strip. Yeah. Yeah. It has that. It's like so close to that. We're like a 15 minute ride to Rodeo, like tons of touristy things, super close to everything. If you don't want to do anything, the rooms are nice. The food is good, but that's my favorite long layover short one, which is like so surprising to people is the Marriott inside the Houston airport. You don't even have to walk outside to get to it. You take the spooky little Disney tram underneath the airport to get to it. But I had like a whole month of layovers there and I became friends with the bartender and (laughs) I guess that like restaurant, right. Tons of wine, but that restaurant had actually won awards for its food. Like it was that good. And honestly, hands down the best brisket nachos I've ever eaten in my life were there. And I eat not. Yeah. You said it's a bold wait, you statement. Said, you said nachos, right? Yes, brisket nachos. Yeah. So I don't think that is crazy because when in Dallas, I went to Katie Ice uh, Ice House Trail, or yeah, yeah, something like that. It's like Katie Ice House mm-hmm. Trail or something like that. Um, brisket tacos, probably the best tacos I've ever eaten in my Ooh. life. Okay. They were so good. So I don't want to call it like it was a Mexican food because obviously it's brisket, but mm-hmm. it's probably like, it's probably just, I guess, Tex-Mex, um, probably be a good way to call it, but so good. So that does not surprise me that brisket nachos were probably dank. Probably right. So good. What was topped on it? Did you get like the sour cream and the guac or what'd you have on there? Everything. Everything. The Did cheese, sour beans? cream beans has everything i got everything as it came except jalapenos how come or you do i don't do jalapeno? spice i don't do spice at all yeah you're really white like that that makes sense mm-hmm. i am so what's considered hot to you like mild like if you go to buffalo wild wings mild is like your max like, out at mild exactly yeah like i'm more of a like garlic lemon pepper like i do like a barbecue a mild but I try like, I don't know, like the Asian ones, anything below medium, below medium. including yeah. medium. So medium, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. soft. So, okay, oh, so yeah. that leaves mild and then like you basically like rubs on your. And barbecue sauce so I can dip it in ranch. Yeah, so you, you like it really, you got a very delicate uh, tongue there. So. I would say for me, I can definitely handle hot. I would definitely have gotten the jalapenos on there, but I don't like when the spice overpowers the flavor. Okay. I can, Completely I can probably, get that. Yeah. So I could probably handle, I would say just like trying to get through it. Yeah. I probably handle a lot of heat, but 
you'll never see me order anything that hot. Like if I have to water at the eyes or have a little bit of a runny nose, I'm not going to do that just for to have the heat. I, if it's flavorful and hot, sure. Throw it my way. Yeah. And I've tried, like I have genuinely tried to learn to like spicier and hotter foods just because I do want to like travel to China and Japan and I want to eat authentic ramen. And I know how it is presented authentically is a little hotter than how I would personally like it. I would, yeah. And I would love to have that. I spicier ramens over there, to be honest. Well, I mean, they throw the jalapenos in there. They have like, you know, it may have like a sriracha drizzle on the top. And I don't want to be like, oh, so sriracha is like, Another oh yeah sriracha is, is like too much i can't do it really okay yeah so now this may, okay i thought you were i thought you were saying like they had really really uh no spicy, like, like ramens over there and i was like oh, i didn't even know they had like i mean i'm sure they do actually that makes sense but um, no it's like that tiktok where it's like add a little bit of spice it's like any little bit of spice i can't do it um Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely can handle more heat than you. That's for sure. Um, what about like, what's drawing you to Japan? What makes you want to go to Japan so bad? So oh, wait, 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 before you answer, before you in- answer, okay. Before you okay. answer this, is there a specific, like you want to go to Tokyo or do you want to go to the more of the, cause I know Japan has a lot of stuff where they kind of have the nature part of it they have the historic part of it they also have then the really interesting tokyo part of it so what anything like that so i would love to obviously see the city because it's the most efficient and cleanest city in like the world i'm pretty sure don't quote me on that but i would agree with it i don't know about cleanest but efficiency does yeah surprise me but i really want to travel south of tokyo to osaka and there is this park it's called naru park and I have seen it on Instagram and just several places during cherry blossom season. It is a park filled with wild deer mm-hmm. and you can, they're like tame wild deer. So you can like feed these deer while standing in this beautiful park full of cherry blossoms in full bloom. I don't know. I think that's really cool. And I want to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Um, uh... I Japan sound Japan is interesting to me because I just watched I just started listening to a podcast called Hardcore History. Uh, it's with Dan mm-hmm. Carlin. If anybody uh, wants a podcast to listen to, definitely listen to his. He only records like five episodes a year because each episode's like five hours long, and he <laughs> researches these topics for like years and years and years before he records an episode. Um, he i'm listening to his on like the japanese empire and the history is very intriguing to me and there's also a just a lot of it um so i'm very curious i i would i don't know if i'm in a rush to get there but i definitely japan is on like a bucket list for me to go see i don't know that i necessarily care to see uh, tokyo but okay i definitely would try to get to tokyo 
Yeah. I, um, I had a a friend I used to fly with, he went to Tokyo and you can buy a Japanese driver's license. It's like a hundred bucks. You buy it before you go and you can take this tour of the city and you're in go-karts and they dress you up as Mario Kart characters. And you drive these little go-karts throughout the city as Mario Kart characters and it's a tour. And so you see the whole city. I don't know. I think that's really cool. Kind of lame, kind of cool. Very Tokyo, no, very on brand, but very on, <laughs> very on brand with Tokyo. Um, I would not I think I saw a picture of that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also saw something on Tokyo. You were talking about the efficiency and they had a train that was like 38 seconds late and they ended up the, the station ended up refunding everybody who was on that train and the next stops like passed it until they caught up to like on on time and efficient time wow all 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 for being 38 seconds late so does not that's why i was saying it doesn't surprise me that the efficiency thing um them being the most efficient is a surprise at all because that makes a lot of sense yeah okay so other perk of being in dallas there's a direct flight from Dallas to Narita. How long of a flight is that? I think it's like 16 hours. Hmm. I, I I like flying and all, but I don't know that I could do. Well, no, that's not true. I've done I've done 14 before, so I guess I could do that. I mean, it's like 12 and a half from LA, so. But you still have yeah, to get like to LA. The Pacific, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when you when are you officially going to be starting? I have no idea. So they have started calling back. Like their main priority, the airlines, is to call back the first, the most senior three thousand people, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have already gone back for drug testing, fingerprinting, picking up their equipment. So they're like company phones, keys, badges, all that stuff. Um, so they will probably go back to work in March because February schedules are already done. Mm-hmm. So I am hoping April, potentially May for me, which is great because um, being in Dallas, those flights to Tokyo, there will be more because it's an Olympic year. So the chances of getting them are higher. And like, how cool would that be to go to Tokyo, getting paid to go to Tokyo? Let me rephrase that. During an Olympic year and getting to see all of that. Maybe. Potentially. If the Olympics happen. If they happen. That would be cool. Um, How long would a layover be there then? Like a couple days? No, a layover is between 24 and 36 hours. So it's just enough. In, 24 hours in Tokyo would be cool. Yeah. Like, like you get honestly, a full 24 hours or does that mean like, or does that mean you got like five hours really good around the city between like getting to the, to the airport from the airport sort of thing? Uh, no, I would say probably after all of that 23 hours, it'll probably take out an hour of that. Yeah, like that's, that's what I did with Paris when I went. I got it off of um, standby. So I was just kind of chilling at the airport on call and they called me 
with like 30 minutes left in my shift. And they're like, Hey, you're going to Paris. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like I wasn't prepared to work at all today, let alone go to Europe, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> we're, uh, were you excited? What was the thing that you, what was the thing that you were like dead set on doing when you got to Paris? I wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. I had never been to Paris before. So I was like, I have to see it. I have to get that Instagram picture of me in front of the Eiffel Tower. Like I really wanted the picture of me like pointing, like pointing. So I would like touch my finger would touch the top of it. I'll have to send you the picture. The guy like, I went with one of the flight attendants I worked with and it's just awful. Like the pose is great, but he got the angle wrong. And it looks like I'm like poking the Eiffel tower, like right in the middle. <laughs> Cameraman fucked up the angles. That's not good. He did. He did. So, I mean, that didn't work out, but I got the cute little picture of me like sitting there. Speak English? No, I worked with him. Like oh, oh, I thought it was a uh, local. Um, oh I, no, no, no! I thought you had a local take a picture of you and your flight attendant. Um, well, then that's not bad. So why didn't you tell him if it was your flight attendant? Then why didn't you tell him to recorrect it? I mean, you just at that point you were like, eh, never mind. Honestly, we were so tired because. Neither of us had been to Paris before. So we were like so excited on the flight that during our crew rest break, we didn't sleep. So we were like up all night. It was really like. Oh, so you were, you were on like fumes at this point. Oh yeah. Cause I hadn't slept well the night before, didn't sleep on the plane. And then we get there and it's like 7 a.m. their time. This was like 4 a.m. or it's like 2 a.m. American time. Yeah. And then by then we hadn't slept yet and it was probably like 10 a.m. American time and I didn't sleep at all. But like the cool thing was, is that with that trip, they had upgraded the plane going to Paris, but our plane coming back from Paris was not upgraded. So they didn't need the extra crew members. So since we were on call, we got to be passengers going back and still getting paid as if we're working. Um, so you got to basically go to Paris and get paid for it. And you were there for a full day. Did you get to see everything you wanted or are you going to like, do you have still stuff on the list when you go back? So I was supposed to go back in September because we were going to do a couple days in Paris and then Mm -hmm. fly over to Munich and do Oktoberfest. I know. Yeah, that would have been cool. Wait, so you would have been there or this year, 2020 Oktoberfest, right? It would have been 2020 Oktoberfest, yeah. But obviously that all got canceled. I had a macaroon baking class scheduled for September in Paris that I have now rescheduled to May. So I'm really hoping I can go back in May for my birthday. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny when you look back on some of the stuff that you did in 2019, you're almost even more thankful for it. Like I got to do Oktoberfest 2019. So I got lucky. Uh, I, I went to the last Oktoberfest essentially. Yeah. Cause it's canceled in 2021 already too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jealous. and it's probably, I think they're on pace to even cancel for 2022, but so yeah, I got to do that. That was an experience. I'm going to be honest, man. I get, I get why German people are a little heftier because their food goes so well with all the beer they drink. 
it's so good. Like the best drunk food in the fucking world is in Germany. Like everything well, is yeah. just so good. It's greasy. It's just, oh man. They were just selling just gi- basically giant sticks of meat. And oh, it was heaven. It was absolutely heaven. I mean, we went to Dunderbox in college. And I mean, it's the same thing, doesn't but even hold, doesn't even better. Hold. Oh, yeah. It's like a Dunderbox on steroids, though. Oh, it's- yeah. Everything there is so good. Um, their schnitzel was great. Oh, oh, was so good. oh my gosh. And their sauces want... were great, too. I was actually very, I was very surprised. I feel like ketchup in Europe is actually better, too. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So the fun thing we did was every country I visit in Europe and in South America, I try a fast food restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And in London and in Ireland. It actually just popped up on my Facebook that it was a year ago today. I was in Dublin and mm-hmm. every night we, cause like our sleep schedules were so messed up. We would order Uber eats and try something. So we tried McDonald's and it is so much better everywhere, but here like Central America, it's Burger King and KFC. South America is also Burger King, which is why they're like big headquarters for Central and South America is in Miami. Fun fact, don't know if you knew that, but yeah, um, it's just so much better. They have like different menu items and oh, that's actually an interesting thing that you did Um, because I would, so when I was in the Philippines years ago, this is over a decade ago, but um, I, I definitely had their McDonald's, but I, I couldn't for the life of you tell you if it was better or not, but there's, I remember their sides, like what you would get for their sides were different. Um, mm-hmm. like you would definitely get things like instead of fries, you could get rice. Um, you know, wow. you could do little, you could do, it was like little changes that were just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. They, I do remember their fast food, Jolly Bee, which was it was like their KFC. <gasps> Yum! Yes. Phenomenal. I loved Jolly Bee. I would kill a bucket of chicken there. I mean, it was. I was also like 16, so my metabolism was just through the roof. I was eating anything mm-hmm. and everything, and I would go through a bucket of chicken. Their chicken was so good. I loved Jolly Bee. It was so yeah. good. Where did you have it? Oh. I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot remember, but I've had it twice. Oh, I'll have to think a little bit. I had to be. All the yeah. countries mesh together, so I don't know. Was it, um, <laughs> did you fly to, did you fly to like the South Pacific at all? Like, uh, no, because Miami countries. doesn't, Miami doesn't do those flights. See, like Dallas will, LA will, but no. I have no idea where Jolly. I was going to see if we could narrow it down because I have no idea where Jolly. I have no idea what they're. I have no idea. They could even have one in LA for all I know. Maybe that's where you had it. I don't know. Um, so where would be right now if you could travel, which is I guess a great pipe dream. But if you could go top places, <laughs> where would you go? Would you go anywhere? Stay a week. Um, okay. Your dream vacation in that you can describe it too. Like maybe you're staying on a yacht, you're taking a plane there. Who knows? Um, 
I would love to do the Tokyo thing. Would love to do the Naru Park, like I said. Um, everywhere else, Dubai has always been on my list. That actually, I was looking at that too. I was thinking about that. It's an up, I don't want to say an upcoming city because it's definitely been on the map for I feel like the last <laughs> decade, but um, definitely one I feel like a lot of people are going to start traveling to more. Yeah, it's just, it's the wealthiest city in the world. Why not travel there? Why not see things? I have, I want to go out into a desert and ride a damn camel. Like, I I mean, I don't know. I would also like to see, and this is going to sound very like slightly ignorant of me, but I don't know what country in Africa does this, but I want to go on a damn safari. Oh, yeah. No, there's tons. You can do it in South Africa, Tanzania, Kenya. There's a lot of them. Okay. See, I I didn't know, but I want to see a lion. No, no, no. I totally know what you mean because – no, I get what you're you're totally saying. Um, Plus, like, if you went to West Africa, you're not going to see a lion. Like, that's – Right, exactly. Um, But, no, yeah, um, that's actually – that was, if I had extended top five, that would be on my top five. There's pr- specific hotels, too, in Africa where Ooh. you can, where, like, bitchin' hotels. Very, 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 <laughs> very, very beautiful hotels. Got full deck amenities. Um, nature's right there. They do tours to, like, go out on safaris, see animals, things like that. Um, they're so immersed in nature where, like, there's ones, you know, elephants wake up like you'll wake up like and an elephant could be right outside your room sort of thing i saw Um, that with giraffes you can feed the giraffes from the windows you have ones there's been one where i've seen a video where this leopard was prowling his way through the um through the hotel and he was like fine like you could tell the leopard was like oh shit he realized he was in a place Mm -hmm. where humans were and he was like just trying to get the fuck out of there um and then there was another one where there was a kill from a, a group of hyenas. They killed like the staff in the whole hotel woke up in the morning. It was like, this was the story was, and there was just a hyena kill in the middle of their lobby. And so it was just oh like an animal carcass, like this animal, animal carcass, just everywhere, bloods everywhere. And you just see like a couple of guests, like I like eyes wide open. And then you just see the staff members like kind of looking at it like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh my gosh yeah apparently they had like tracked their their prey there but yeah so if you want to talk about a place being immersed in nature that's actually a great place to go is africa i mm-hmm. i 100 would be on that too as well um for me it would be africa is a great one um this is a really good one because I was at, and it's funny you said that because I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, should I put Africa in my top three? And now I don't think I will because you did. So I want to have a little variety. Um, <laughs> um, Dare to be different. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, number one for me would definitely be uh, Ireland. I've actually always wanted to go to Ireland. Um, you're not, not missing Dublin, anything though, but okay. not just doubling like i don't want to do just doubling. like i want to really see like the rural parts of ireland um like all the hills of you know just the scenic Ugh. view 
Um, don't do it i did it no this is so like one of the gayest things about me is i love rom-coms like absolutely love rom-coms movie leap year was a big one that was influenced on me it's all based in ireland you guys check it out um i absolutely love it and this the scenery in it is great um that's why i kind of want to go to a rural part of ireland i don't I would love to go to Dublin because I want to see like the Jameson and Guinness uh, factories, but um, yeah, I want to see more of the rural parts. With that. I get that. We did like a Cliffs of Mohair tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it's um, a bitch to get there though. It was a four-hour drive, but it bus, was. Did you guys rent a car? No, we took like a bus. It was like a big guided yeah. tour which was fine because we were not about to drive, but it takes you through that like rural countryside. Mm -hmm. You see the sheep, you see the grass, like all that. And then after you see the cliffs, they take you to like a cute little small fish town. um, And you go like drive through the countryside. It's awesome. Super awesome. And then they also take you through like some other cliffs and some, I don't know what it's like a rock garden that was in game of thrones so that was kind of cool um but i just i thought it was overrated for what it was really well that's disheartening i I know i'm sorry that's why i just like i don't want you to waste your time or your money on it because it's just like you get there and you're like "Eh, it's okay like i'm ready to go now so you think it would be a place that would be good for like three days, but you wouldn't want, like if you were to do something, you'd want like three days there, three days in Scotland, maybe. And then like three days in England, that would be like a good week trip for you. Yeah. So we did two days in London and three days in uh, Dublin slash other parts of Ireland. And I would have reversed it. I think two days is enough. One day to do your tour one day to do Guinness, Jameson, do your other sightseeing. And Ireland itself, it's a two-day trip. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it much more, to be honest. I think the thing that makes England more of a longer stay is just the pure history of it. Because like I was in London, and London was very, very fun. But, I mean, I felt like the reason you just needed to is because a lot of the touristy places that you want to do like that in itself took three days. You know what I mean? It would take like three Mm -hmm. days to really see all the stuff, like the touristy spots first before you wanted to like kind of explore London on your own. So that's why it's a week trip. Um, But I mean, I don't know if I, I probably wouldn't be somewhere where I would recommend it probably wouldn't be in my like top three of recommendations to people to go see a place. London probably wouldn't come to mind. Unless you're like but a London? really big history buff. Unless you're like, if you really like that historical part, I would probably be my number one. There's just so many things to do in London. Like our first day, we kind of just like walked around and saw what there was. And then the second day we're like, Gordon Ramsay food, we're doing it. And like every meal we ate at a different Gordon Ramsay restaurant in London. Okay. And like in between that, we toured uh, the Chelsea Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Were you staying in Kensington? We did not stay in Kensington. We stayed in Westminster area, 
but um, we learned the tube was very easy to navigate. You can actually do it on your uh, maps app on your phone and it literally will tell you next, get on the next train. It's arriving in 10 seconds. And then it'll tell you like, okay, take the third stop. And yeah. the transit part of that app literally got me through everywhere in Europe. Yeah. And it was yeah. great, but that helped us. That helped us in Germany too, as well. Um, and especially because Germany, they definitely still, they still have a disdain, I would say for Americans. Um, I, I don't know if that stems from World War II, but they definitely are not like thrilled you're there. Um, but so they're not very English friendly and they hate, they also hate the English, which is funny because I'm not English. So it's funny to me, but um, mm -hmm. they, they're very not English friendly. So you, a lot of their signs were in German. They had some logos that could help. Like if you were trying to go to the airport, like it was pretty easy just to hop on this train. But um yeah, we luckily Bulls, you know Bulls. Um, he mm -hmm. he had it on his phone as well, and he was able to navigate okay. pretty seamlessly with that as well. Um, yeah, like I was, I was a little concerned going because I had never used it before, really on the transit side of things. So I was like, "Shoot, this is gonna suck. This is gonna cost a lot in Uber." <laughs> and then we yeah. figured it out. Like, if nothing else, because we really wanted to go to the Camden Market. Yeah just kind of like the European flea market in London. Um, and then we found like some breweries over there, but interesting to say the least. I will, I will warn anybody who's thinking about traveling in the future to Europe. Um, whatever you do, do not take a taxi. That's like rule number one. Do not take yes. a taxi. No, you no, can no. very easily learn the, uh, their subway systems whatever they have, they're going to have some sort of public transportation that is very, very easy to understand. It, it looks intimidating at first, but give it like 15 minutes of you trying to figure it out. You'll figure it out in like 15 minutes. It's not that hard. Stay away from taxis. It, you will, in one ride, you could upwards of a hundred dollars and you could be going like a 15 minute drive, but it, they will rob you. Do not do it. Stay away. Yes. The, it was, 45 euros each way to go from yeah. the airport to our hotel. Yeah. I had, when I was in, um, when I was in Germany, I couldn't find, I couldn't find the, and this was just my impatience because I was really excited to see everybody. I was the last one to arrive. So they were all kind of waiting on me to get there. Um, so I was just really excited to see them and I didn't really have the patience to like find the subway because the subway would have taken us right pretty much right to my hotel like a couple blocks away but I just couldn't find it and so I was like fuck this I, I just went up to a taxi um, and I was like can you please just take me to this hotel and he goes yeah yeah sure sure whatever and I thought I was going to be doing great because I was like talking to him a lot I was having a good conversation I was talking to him about football or you know your American listening to the show soccer. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be in on his good side. Like he's going to help me out here. It was like 75 fucking dollars or euros. I should say, which was, Oh my gosh. So it was like $90. $90. Yeah. So Yikes. just for, uh, just for a ride straight to, uh, from the airport to my hotel, it was probably a 35 minute drive. Yeah, I could see that. Hold on. 
I will be right back. You go to the bathroom. So we were back on talking to uh, other places. So another historical one for me, I would definitely love to go to Italy, but that would have to be like a month trip for me. Like that, I would want a month to see because city, city-wise, there's like nine historical cities that you're going to want to see. In, in yeah. So, um, okay. so I would want to spend a month there. Or if it's not a city, it's like the Amalfi Coast. Like it's a certain area, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, I don't know specifically. This is like, because there could, it's more of a generalization, but like somewhere in the Caribbean, I know there's a lot of spots that people like talk about. Like, you know, you got Bora, even in um, more towards off the coast of Africa, you have like the, the uh, you have like the Seychelles Islands, stuff like that. Um, somewhere tropical, I think would be. Okay. Yeah. Like Bora Bora out. Where is that? That's like out off of like maybe off. I'm not going to sit here and try and act like I know what I'm talking about, but I just know it's in the, or I think I know. I know it's that way. It's West. It's like West of California. It's like out there. Oh, it's past. Wait, no, no, no. It's below. It's below. Like it's near the Bahamas, isn't it? I don't think so, because I would have, like, I don't want to sound like that person, but I would have been there. Let me, I'm Googling right now. Bora Bora. Okay. French Polynesia. I don't know what that means. Okay, so it is, yeah, it's like halfway between, um, continental like the western continental hemisphere or what western mm-hmm. continental side um of like north and south america but it's like off the coast of south africa and then it's halfway to hawaii so it's between the continental like like south america yeah, north and, and hawaii south america. i'm sounding like an idiot trying like trying to make it sound simpler but <laughs> north where north and south america are it's on the western side of that, but it's it's like halfway between that coastline and Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, I, no I was idea. like, so I was significantly I was like, off. Yeah, I didn't want to sound like a brat, but the airline out of Miami literally is considered the pearl of the South, and it's like the gateway to the South. Yeah, so I was like, that makes sense. I was like, I've been to all those places. I was like, and none of them looked like yeah, or sounded like Bora Bora. <laughs> What um what places are in the Caribbean though that are nice? Like I heard Bahamas and Jamaica are overrated. Other than if you're like in a really nice. That's about where you say. Um, Antigua is nice. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands are all fantastic. Um, Antigua. Yeah, I love Antigua. They put us at an all-inclusive resort, so big fan of that. Um, St. Croix is cool. What is the one with the – I think it's St. Martin. I've never actually gotten to stay there, but I've, like, flown in. 
Yeah. But I want to go to like St. Martin because that's where they fly. The planes are really low on the beach and you can like stand underneath the plane. You can like almost touch oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. I know. You know what I'm talking about? about? The airport's like right there, right? Mm-hmm. The landing strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of cool when you like fly and you can look out the window and see it, but I've never actually gotten to like experience it. That seems but... like it's a lot of constant jet fuel exhaust landing on the beach goers that probably doesn't sound very healthy. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm there for the Instagram pic and then I'm done. Like it's a 20 minute trip. I wonder if there's been any, I wonder if there's been any like since from that, have they talked about that? Um, I personally haven't heard about it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen though. Yeah. I mean, I figured you would probably be, one to know being in that that cold in that field it's the field not the cold <laughs> <laughs> um, um that's no. definitely gonna be my top top three though um so question for you okay when and why did you get into pageantry um when was probably it was in high school I couldn't tell you which year probably my freshman year let's go with that um why my mom grew up doing pageants and so I was always like her little little doll she got to like dress up and whatnot and then it was you know, she wanted me to do pageants because I wanted to do pageants she didn't really want it to be like a toddlers and tiaras type of thing uh-huh. so when I was older, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try them out. And then I tried Miss Dunedin, which was like my hometown. And they hadn't done the pageant in like 10 years. So it was the first year bringing it back. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. If I don't win, it is what it is. And then I won. And it was like an extreme addiction starting. And it's a very expensive hobby. I... So I don't really still do it, but I'm getting more into like the pageant judging aspect of it now because I'm aging out of a lot of like larger pageant systems. But at the same time, like three weeks ago, I bought a new pageant dress because I thought it was cute. And I was like, oh, you know, you never know. (laughs) So I have this like $3,000 dress sitting in my closet with tags on it with a, you never know event for it <laughs> would it would it be something you would want to get back into or is it more of just like a longing for the old you know the old life of that like you know you've enjoyed your time doing it and kind of just more looking back on it so I don't know because now that I will technically be living in Florida and in Texas. Both are powerhouse states for pageantry. Like maybe I go try my luck in Texas, you know, see what there is. No, no, it New York can do well. California usually does well. It's bigger states with, you know, a better selection of girls usually yeah, populations right 
And then they throw in those random little states like Nebraska does okay and Oklahoma here and there. But every now and then you get a diamond in the rough. Right, exactly. But I don't know. I just kind of want to be prepared in case I do want to do one. If that makes sense. I don't know. I just. I don't want to like, scramble. What group is like the ones generally for like Miss Universe and stuff. Is that generally like twenty three? Is that like the big one? Okay, so that is um, it's like the Miss division, and that is I think you have to be eighteen or nineteen up until twenty eight. Oh, so that's like the big big one, right? Yeah, Miss Universe is like that. Uh, Miss America, which is a completely different organization, is 18 to, I believe, 23, maybe 24. I know the age limits are changing because a lot of pageants did not happen this year because of COVID, that they're extending them an additional year. But I also know that the Miss USA system itself, which is a part of Miss Universe, is changing age requirements and state requirements altogether because they've been bought out by someone new so so how do you if you were to qualify for miss universe how do you qualify for that if it's different because you said it was different than uh miss america right correct so let's say i want to compete for miss universe i would have to start at the state level i would purchase a title from the miss florida or Miss Texas USA directors, and I would compete at that state pageant. I would then need to win that state pageant and compete at the Miss USA pageant. Then I would need to win that in order to even compete at Miss Universe. Gotcha. So it's just all about winning and moving on sort of thing. It's like a play. Correct. Yeah, but I do know a lot of girls that competed at Miss USA or Miss Florida USA, excuse me, that have maybe like dual citizenship with somewhere in the Caribbean. Like I know a girl, one Miss, like did well at Miss Florida USA, but didn't place in like the top five, but then went on to compete at Miss US Virgin Islands. Well, there's like 15 people. Right, exactly. And then won that and then got to compete at Miss Universe because of that. A lot of girls do that one. Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico is big. The girl actually, I want to say last year, was first runner-up at Miss Universe uh, was Miss Puerto Rico. And she was actually second or third runner-up to Miss Florida USA the year before. Oh, damn. Yeah, so it's like... Did she compete you, again that the year she won it or got runner-up as Miss Average... Uh, sorry, Miss Puerto Rico, was it? Puerto Rico. Um, she Did she compete in the Florida one that year as well and then do that, or did she just compete in the Puerto Rico one? Um, it was the same year. She just did Florida first. But once you compete at the Miss Universe stage, like once you compete on it, you're done. Like you cannot pick a new country. Let's say I have dual citizenship here and in the Netherlands. Like I couldn't, couldn't do a USA just because I had competed in the Netherlands. You can only compete in Miss Universe one time. Correct. 
That's why they always say like, you're more likely to have a son play in the Super Bowl than you are to have a daughter at Miss USA or at Miss Universe. Damn. That kind of, I don't know how I feel about that because like, what if you're just that good? And I mean, I know people think it's just looks, which is obviously a lot of it, but like there's other things that go into it. And it's still a competition at the end of the day. Like, what if you wanted to come back and you like, where you're just a killer and you could win like three in a row. So there's different pageant systems though. Like, okay. You do well at like, there's this girl, her name's Andrea. She was Miss Earth United States, which is like a different pageant system in itself. And then went and competed at Miss New York USA and then Miss USA. So it's like there's other pageant systems. Once you're out of contract with one, you're able to go to other ones. It's just like you can't just continually compete and try to be Miss Universe and just like pick a different country. Like, but, but what? Uh, so like, could you then again not compete in? Say you don't even have dual citizenship, right? And mm-hmm. you just compete, you win Miss USA, and then you compete Miss Universe. Can you not even compete in Miss USA again? And Because what happens if you win Miss USA again? And you can't go to Miss Universe because you've already competed in it. You cannot compete in Miss USA again. Like once you win Miss Florida USA and you go on to Miss USA, you're done in the USA system. And the universe system. Like so now what, you need to move could on. You do? What could you do from that? Like if you, so you win Miss USA, you compete in Miss Universe, is your career pretty much just done? Okay, let's say you don't win Miss Universe, but you compete in that. Now you can go compete in Miss Earth United States, Miss United States. Then there's also pageants for people who are then, because usually at that point, once you've won something like that, you get engaged, you get married, then you go into the Mrs. Division of things. Like, Ooh. There's a bunch of pageants. It's the just old guard. Miss. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> this is the old guard. Miss USA and Miss America are like the top two, like with like yeah. the best reputation in yeah. the country. But once you've competed in both, you're you're pretty much you you run out of like yeah options. Yeah, you can do like smaller systems, smaller titles, but at that point, it's just like why. Yeah. yeah usually after that then you go into like what I'm doing like judging and other things like that I like judging the little little kids pageants why because they're, they're like little cute kids running around or they're like little Barbie dolls on stage they're so freaking <laughs> cute in their little outfits and I don't know I never had I was an only child, so I never had a sibling, like, growing up. Like, I never had a little sister to dress up. So I'm just like, these little girls are out here, full hair and makeup, more makeup on than I have, and are, like, trying to impress me. Like, Are those, are those moms something else that you – like, are they really as bad as that toddler and tiaras, or is the toddler and tiaras <sighs> a lot of created drama, too? There are those moms, but yeah, it is a lot of created drama. Okay. So it's like, it's like that show is probably like the 2% of what you would actually see sort of thing. Right. And the thing is with the pageants, I judge, I do not stick around for crowning. Like after the pageant is done, 
I leave. And like, it's usually the norm for like those kind of pads and stuff. The judges do leave because I'm not getting bombarded with now, why is Miss Susie May getting second runner up when she's the grand supreme? And it's like, Miss Susie May had fucked up hair and like tripped mm-hmm. on stage. What are you expecting? You know, like no one wants to hear that their kid is second best. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, I'm also like new to the Tampa pageant systems again. So. I don't know any of these girls. Like it's literally a blank slate. Like my vote should mean more than the woman I'm judging next to who judges all these girls every weekend in different events. Like, you know, these girls, you know, these parents, like. You kind of know what score you're going to get from them. Right. Based off of who's there. And it's like, no. And here I am. And one of the, um, the girl who tabulated the scores looked and was like, did you really give this girl a two? And I was like, did you see what that girl was wearing? Like, <laughs> yeah. So now does it get the bigger stages that you go on? Uh, does it get like stricter with the judges or do they see the same judges too? So if you were like, say Miss USA, or do they have new judges every year on Miss USA? So you never have the same judge. Yeah, it'll be different judges every year. And it'll be different judges for preliminaries versus finals. Gotcha. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Just so there's so, no like favoritism. favoritism. Yeah. Which makes sense because of exactly what you just said too. So mm-hmm. like more locals, like we will kind of get like that favoritism stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's very, it's like unfortunate for some kids that do a lot of locals and then go on and do great and then go on to a, like a larger pageant and then don't do well and don't understand why. So when you, when you do go through these pageantries and the higher up that you go, um, Mm -hmm. so before you get to like the state level one, can you redo these like local pageantries as many times as you want, or can you only do those once? It depends on the pageant system. Some lock you into a contract where you cannot compete in other things until after the state pageant. Some of them, you can have multiple titles. You can compete in as many things as you'd like. Uh, so. Well, that's good then, I guess, because that would be, cause that would suck if like, you're trying to start that. Although also kind of would probably weed them out pretty quickly too. All of a sudden, like you compete in a local one, you lose. You're like, all right, well, you're done. Right, <laughs> that, exactly. That, like, you can never compete in that local one again. You're out. Yeah, that's how um, Miss Florida USA used to be with its last owners. Like, you would have to compete for your local title, and then your state, and then the USA, and then universe. Like, it was a lot. Like, normally, like, most pageants like that, you just, you buy your local title, and then go on to the state. But, so you kind of knew going... Like, wh- why can you just buy your title? Because, like, there's not enough comp- competitors or something? or It costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time to run local pageants. So instead of, you know, okay, you have 20 local pageants to give out 40 titles, and each girl pays 200 bucks that wins, now... I can hand out a hundred titles and still charge everyone 200 bucks. 
and it costs and it takes half the time and I don't have to rent out all these spaces for all these pageants. Wow. It's a cash so what cow. What happens if you win? Like what happens if like you go so you're you're like Miss Florida, what happens? Like do you get money? Do you get or do you just get like a bouquet of roses and a crown? Like what? what so for Florida USA, I know you got your um your gown and wardrobe at Miss USA paid for. Your entry fee to Miss USA was paid for. Um you had transportation to everything you did throughout your year. There were sponsors, like I know there was cosmetic dentistry. So like they straightened and whitened your teeth. Like there's tanning sponsorships, eyelashes, like it's a bunch of petty little things, but. But it's all the upkeep is essentially that you need to go on is paid for instead of spending it on your own. Correct. And I know, uh, Miss Florida USA used to get a car. She got like an Alfa Romero car of some sort yeah, for her year. So that, and like a gas card. So she didn't have to worry about wear and tear on her car going to appearances and didn't have to worry about the gas. Like it was all paid for. So she could go wherever. That's good. At least do you get like any prize money or no? This is just because they do, they make up for it with all the sponsorship. It depends on the year, honestly like what sponsors they break in. Um, usually it's about 10 grand, sometimes more, sometimes less. Uh, when you go into the Miss America system, it is not cash prizes, it's scholarship money because it's a scholarship program. So you have to put it towards education, which kind of sucks, especially like if you're older and have already, you know, graduated college, like a lot of Miss Americas end up going back to school and getting their master's or their doctorate in something Mm -hmm. just because they're getting it for free in a sense yeah well yeah it would be like it would be like all the sudden like my sister like she got uh her nursing school paid for because her husband um he was uh, he's in the air force uh and he didn't actually get to use his GI bill because he was already going to school. He'd already gone to school and then he went to the air force Academy. So by the time he, like, yeah, by the time, like he was actually in the air force, like he was already done with the schooling. So he never got to use it. So he just gave it to her and essentially the same thing. And she was able to then go finish nursing school for free. That's nice. That's, that's a cool thing that it's like transferable to only a spouse. They were married. Yeah. Only, yeah, exactly. Only cause they were married, but, um, he could, I think he could only do it for her. Like he couldn't do it for anybody like a else. child or anything. Yeah, I'm not even sure that he would be able to do it for the child. Oh, he was able to help her. I mean, you know what, in the end, like it helped someone else out and that's like all that matters. Like that's yeah, awesome. It being your wife, it's it's a pretty big deal, I would say. So, right, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's more money and financial stability for them. Else. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They pretty much have the life. They they make good money. He's a pilot for Southwest, and uh, he was in the Air Force Reserves. He's not anymore. He retired, uh, and then she's a nurse in Northern California, which they have the highest salary out of nurses are in Northern, Northern California. Well, isn't cost of living the highest too though? They have a place in Nevada that they spend 51% of their time at. So 
Mm. He gets tagged. Oh, well, he, duh. He she gets, has flight benefits. She does too. And he, so I don't think it works for her because she works out of California, but he, for him being a pilot, it's where he lives. So if he mm-hmm. lives in Nevada for 51% of the time and he can prove it, he can, which he does, um, he gets, he'll get their taxes. So. Oh, he's like a Nevada resident. Yeah, cause they, they own a place there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, they got no kids, so they have no financial, you know, stability. Burden. No uh, burden <laughs> with them. Um, and then uh, all they have really is two dogs, so. Mm-hmm. You grandmother. All righty. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And of course. I Thanks for having me. to seeing you soon. Yes, in Dallas. In Dallas. All righty. <laughs> okay. Bye.